Are you kidding me? I love it when you stop by. Welcome to First Floor Conversations. My name is Jeremy Franchese. We believe one thing and one thing only, that is the view at the top is only as good as the foundation which preserves it. Today, we're talking about feedback and how the growth of your company is found in the voice of your people. How's everybody doing? I hope everybody has been doing super well. Finally getting a taste of some nicer weather down in uh, in the Virginia area, um, which obviously I think we can all appreciate considering the whole 30 degrees, 20 degrees, snow, wind. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I'm certainly tired of it. Uh, so despite some potential plans to visit some family up in New England uh, in the coming weeks, and enduring some potential cold while we're here. I'm going to enjoy the 70s, 50s, 60s, anything we can get with some sunshine. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to say so. Also, uh, some skydiving in, in, in the near future. I was supposed to go uh, with, a, with a couple people. Uh, shout out to Shelly, shout out to, uh, to Raj. We were supposed to go last season uh, before, before winter really came and hit. Uh, but between weather and cancellations and ish, you know things with the planes and it, it resulting in rescheduling, uh, ultimately we missed the window. So uh, definitely anxiously awaiting that as we approach April and, and some nicer weather and you know a drop site to be. So um, hey, so I want to I want to talk about small business growth. I uh, I, I want to talk about the state a little bit of the market. Um, even looking today, um, saw a couple things uh, that I thought were pretty interesting. Uh, the U.S. Consumer Confidence Report, uh, University of Michigan puts out a survey each month that shows, you know, just general pickup of like, like market optimism. And uh, for the fourth fourth month out of five, it, it's dropped again. Um, and, and between, you know, stalling labor market, stock volatility, um, and just, just some, some softer growth economically, it's interesting. And I, I think there's uh, a lot of factors and, and I'm not looking to dive into that, but I think that the state of the market is very unique right now because the last several years, most companies were able to find ways to grow. Um, there's a lot of upside in the market, but right now there's clearly a, 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 a little bit of uncertainty, right? Um, you know, like I saw WeWork lost, they reported they lost $2 billion last year. Their books finally closed and they reported $2 billion in losses. And um, I just find it very interesting. There's some big IPOs coming up between Lyft and, you know, uh, a lot of big acquisitions, a lot of big mergers, a lot of, a lot of stuff going on, right? There's a lot of consolidation. Um, across an article that I thought was really interesting, Capital One, uh, they come out with a small business growth index. Actually, they published one pretty recently, but uh, referencing the fall overview and turning the corner into 2019, there are a couple key stats that I thought were really interesting, whether you're an employee of companies, you're in HR, you're, you're in professional services, blue collar, uh, or maybe you're an employer, manager, leader, trainer, developer, uh, whatever you want to look at your role as. I just think there's a couple things that are super interesting, uh, and I don't see this as something that is only relevant to the major markets. I think across the board, there are certain things that people are going to have to address, or this 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 uncertainty in the market, this volatility, uh, it's going to start to play a factor, and it's going to start to impact a lot of people. 
Cool. So let's kick things off. You guys ready? So, so first and foremost, Q3, Q4 of last of 2018, looking to turn the corner into 2019. 6% of small business owners experienced an increase in voluntary attrition, meaning they had 6% of businesses acknowledging that people were voluntarily leaving the company and the job to go somewhere else. So what does that what does that tell us? Right? There's a couple of quotes here I really like. I think they're impactful. I think the companies that are acknowledging this and are addressing it now are going to be able to perform at a higher, you know, they're going to execute on their on their their initiatives on at a greater scale for 2019. The ones that are just reactive, they're going to be in, in trouble in 2020. Uh, but here, it, it, small business owners, and I quote: Small business owners say their biggest competitors for talent are larger businesses, especially those that can offer more robust benefit packages. Rather than bowing to larger competition, small businesses can reframe their approach to recruiting and retaining employees. And, and it goes on to you know list a couple of options and ways to rethink it, offering creative perks, focusing on retention, hiring carefully. These are obvious things. You know, we're not talking about neuroscience here. It's 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 like offer unique creative things that make your employees feel valued, focus on retention, driving engagement, feeling like they're truly valued, but also be careful on the front and hire carefully. I think one thing that's super interesting to bring up with in, in light of this is to ask you folks, you know, for, to just reflect, does your company get give, ask for feedback? I, I would assume that um, 99% of the people that listen to this at the moment, though my hope is that it transitions, uh, even though I love you guys, uh, but to, to get into some, some more executives, owner level, entrepreneurial level, um, does your company and your team, does your employer ask you to give feedback at multiple times or at some point in the year uh, on the benefit offering, on the compensation, on the structure of it. I'm not. I'm not saying does your boss every year say, "Hey, Allie, what do you want to make this year?" and write a blank check. But do they ask what you think? Are they giving you an opportunity to voice your opinion? Because when when I hear six percent of people are six percent of small businesses saw voluntary attrition increase, um, something's different, right? Whether the the market is is just really leaning into the candidate side, uh, meaning I mean we know this we talked about this there's over a million more job openings and qualified people to fill them. I worked with a, a consulting firm eight months ago, still kind of working with them. Um, really really unique business, but it's consulting at the end of the day, and they missed out on a million dollars of revenue last year. A million dollars of revenue. They only did like five million. They weren't doing a lot of business with respect to how much they lost. Right? Uh, excuse me, three million. They're on track for five. So, 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 three million dollars they they grossed in 2018. They missed a million because they couldn't find qualified people. So, what that did for them, right, was they hired people that weren't the right fit because they think about it. They'd rather have 25 percent of the job done than zero percent of the job done. But the problem is, yeah, you grab incremental revenue because the role went from empty to filled, but then your training costs go up, your recruiting costs go up because you have to hire more people, you have to onboard more people, get them acclimated to the client, to the systems, then you have to get them enrolled in benefits, then you forget to not, you terminate that from healthcare, so you're paying premium on them because you didn't reconcile the invoices. So if you're in HR, if you're in a controller, if you're in any bit of the financial HR part of the company, not hiring the right people can be devastating. But from a PL perspective, like 
you're missing out on so much business because you don't have the employees to drive the result, whether you're a service-based business, um, a product-based business, you know, whatever it is that you bring to market. Obviously, you need people to execute on that. As much as we can automate a lot of things, you need people at some point to execute on certain deliverables. So when 6% of small businesses saw an increase in voluntary attrition, compensation, benefits, the ability to maybe work remote on a better day, pet insurance, better paternity, maternity leave, um, uh, it, it all comes into play. And the companies that are not acknowledging that, well, it comes at twofold. Are they not acknowledging it because they're not aware of it? Or are they not aware of it because they aren't getting asking for feedback and they're not having their 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 their, their kind of ears to the ground, their eyes to the to the to the market, their their competitors. Because I had, I had a friend reach out to me today and say, Hey, I have a friend that's having a, a, a kid. Um, you know, I work at a big company, so I have it, but he works at a small company and he doesn't think he has paternity leave. What's typical in the market? Now, I don't know if this individual is looking to like move jobs to better accustom, you know, to, to take care of his lifestyle change, obviously having a firstborn. But the point is, people are going to go where they can go to get the best offer. That's obvious. But more importantly, we have millennials are the largest actively working generation in our American workforce. And when the oldest millennials, 38, 39, give or take, we're going to have a lot of uh, of our workforce taking care of older generations, needing different type of elder care potentially, right? Because they have a, their adult children. Now their parents are, are older, maybe baby boomers retiring or on the edge of retirement. Uh, they're also going to have maybe children to take care of. So all of a sudden, like the, the big cities, like if you're in San Fran or, you know, uh, you know, L.A. or New York, Boston, D.C., like paying somebody a great salary and giving them benefit, you know, healthcare doesn't even scratch the surface. It's like, okay, I get it. You're now at the table. Now what makes you special? And so with that in mind, what becomes relevant is the opportunity for employee feedback. We, you can prevent delay or positively impact potential attrition, whether you're a solo employee, not in any leadership role, just a cog in the machine, or if you're a mid-level, low-level, or an executive-level manager, or if you're the owner, providing the opportunity for employees to provide feedback can be incredible. Because again, I'll read this again. Small business owners say their biggest competitors for talent are larger businesses, especially those that can offer more robust benefit packages. You don't always have to hire a consultant to pay them $60,000, $40,000, $30,000 a year to do a big old survey with your employees. Sometimes you can do that yourself. And if your company isn't doing that, then there's a big opportunity for for even employees to to voice their concern because at the end of the day, maybe they don't want to hear the feedback, but they certainly don't want to have to find your replacement because hiring somebody from the outside is always a bigger pain than addressing the internal problem unless that employee is just an absolute lost 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 dog like there's a there's no coming back right because at the end of the day especially in the dc market whether you know facebook amazon google like there's big companies in here with big infrastructure that can offer intangible benefits like if if i work for you for a year and i'm and i'm in sales right and i'm like you know what 
I, maybe let's say I'm saying I, I want to take a step back. I don't want to have to ha- have this quote over my head. But I love storytelling. I love the narrative and creating the messaging. And I go to my boss and I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm burnt out from this. I want to go. To, can I can I get into marketing? You know, I'll perform. I'll work hard. Da, 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 whatever the pitch is, right? And but the thing is, if you don't have the infrastructure because you're a small business competing in a big landscape with against bigger companies, you may not have the ability to do that. You're like. Listen, you know, I hired you to be in sales. We don't really need a marketing or we don't have an extra role there. I need you in sales. Well, if you work at Amazon and you're in a sales role and you're like, and you really perform for two years and you're like, hey, listen, can I, any chance I can interview for a marketing role? They have the infrastructure to accommodate the change in lifestyle. That's not a benefit offering on the offer sheet, but it's there. So that's how I read this. When I say, when I see the benefit packages are more robust for a bigger company, Healthcare plans, you know, FSAs, HSAs, dependent care, uh, uh, you know, paternity, maternity leave, and uh, you know, an employee assistance program like EAPs, LTD, STD, life insurance, you know, uh, a retirement match, tuition reimbursements. There's so many different things. I, I've I've had companies that that I, I've I've run against, or, you know, come up against. Uh, just in passing, and I've, I've seen they do like a Netflix stipend or Spotify, gym memberships, health and wellness, fitness, whatever it is. It has to be something that 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 will resonate because just offering it to offer it doesn't make sense. So as the employee, you have the opportunity to give feedback. Do you have the opportunity to voice your, your uh, perspective? If, if you had a different benefit, would you like work more? If you had the opportunity to work remote one day a week, would that improve your, your your loyalty to the company? Would that make you more productive? What if you could leave early on a Friday because you have to go get your child and, and it makes your life easier so you don't mind putting in the extra hours in the front end of the week, right? Are you in a company that you can communicate those things? Because if you're not, there's a lot of opportunity for you to find another job. And that is where that 6% attrition comes in. When there's a better opportunity elsewhere, whether it's pay or it's flexibility, or it's just the ability to communicate what you would love to do with the company. People support what they help create. That is so common at this point to understand, but sometimes it's overlooked, right? You can offer perks, you can offer all these little incentives, but at the end of the day, you have to address it because that's how you're gonna continue to grow and that's how you're gonna begin to to, uh, navigate the market because there's a lot of interesting things going on. There's a lot of interesting things going on. I mean, between acquisitions, I saw Spotify today. They bought uh, Parcast, uh, one of the third, uh, you know, one of the largest podcasts for music streaming, uh, you know, in, in the world. It said that they put aside 500 million this year for acquisitions alone, looking for massive consolidation. Of that, uh, but I mean, they went public. They raised a lot of money, makes a lot of sense. But I thought it was interesting. So the University of Michigan, uh, they survey. Uh, let me read. U.S. consumer confidence in March fell for a fourth month out of five as Americans grapple with the stalling labor market, volatility in stocks, and uh, softer economic growth from College Board. Da, 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 da. Index dropped from 124.1 to 131.4. Contrast with a p- preliminary University of Michigan survey earlier this month that showed a pickup in optimism. So some people are saying yay, some people are saying nay. Consumer spending accounts for roughly 70% of U.S. economic activities, uh, making the sentiment gauge an important indicator in economic health. So what am I saying? What I'm saying is that there's good, there's bad, there's ugly, there's consolidation, there's growth, 
but what what is a constant regardless of your viewpoint on jobs being automated and all of these moving parts you have to take care of people you have to communicate you have to offer great benefits that that take care of the baseline of maslow's hierarchy of i'll I'll call it maslow's career hierarchy i don't even know if you can do that Um, but there are certain fundamentals that enter the baseline which is pay and benefits everything else is is a luxury the problem is when the whole market is already flat line like on top of that bottom line meaning that's kind of weird that didn't even make sense when everything is above that baseline need meaning the pay and, and benefits is the like standard it's status quo it is the expectation people look at the uh next tier in that hierarchy as the bottom tier so if they can get better elsewhere, it, it almost feels like survival. Like I have friends that have worked somewhere for a year. They already just got a $10,000 pay bump because they took a new job and they got the promotion X, Y, and Z. And now they're already looking for the next thing because their fight or flight is kicking in. When you're used to rapid change, like if you've had three jobs in, 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 the, in the first four years out of college or something like that, and every time you jump ship, you get a better raise, it's gonna take a significant offering for you to stay because you're so used to these quick little pay raises, these quick little bumps, these quick little promotions. It's like an addiction, right? It's just an addiction. So when you when you are you know, accustomed to such activity, the idea of being somewhere for three years, incremental salary raise, merit increases, whatever bonuses, it seems less appealing because you're used to the behavior of a year promotion, year new job, year promotion, year new job. So as a small business owner, when you're competing against a big business, benefit offerings, infrastructure, pay, resources, developmental resources, how much can you invest in your people? The ultimate big question I lean to is as the employee, you, I love you for listening. However deep into this, I think we're 20 minutes in. I appreciate you surviving this long and hanging out. I just ask you, can you give feedback in a comfortable environment to your manager, your leaders, your owners, your executives? Can you provide feedback so you can help mold the company to be the place you'd actually see yourself being at more than the typical year, two years we're seeing right now? Because if you can be a part of that process, they as the owners get what they want or they start to hear what's important so they can plan for it. Now, as the employee and you're like, hey, Mr. And Mrs. Boss, I really want pet insurance. Don't hate them if they don't pull it out of their, their bag in the next 20 minutes. <laughs> My point is, can they can they gather a pulse on the market? So rather than losing great employees and being a part of that 6% of small business owners, seeing that, feeling the bird, feeling the pain of losing great people to bigger companies with more to offer, why don't you communicate to them? Do you have the vehicle? Maybe you don't have the technology to do so. Because rather than doing it face-to-face over the phone, over email, you'd rather be in a system. Whatever, right? But I do think it's worth noting. So again, this is First Floor Conversations. My name is Jeremy Franchese. I'm very grateful when you join in and you spend some time with me. Our premise here is very, very basic. The view at the top is only as good as the foundation which preserves it. And whether it's relationships, it's friendships, it's your career, it's your profession, it's your business, being able to provide feedback and communication 
only improves the overall process of getting where you're trying to go. So thank you for joining. Stay tuned for the next one. And best of luck wrapping up the third quarter of 2019.